have located Geekfest Rants, the entertainment podcast for genre geeks like you. Shall we play a game? Covering the world of vintage and current film and television since 2010. Game over, man. Game over. Featuring in-depth conversations on sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys, and conventions. So say we all. So say we all. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show. There is an inexorable force in the cosmos where time and space converge, where the here and now may be forever. An unavoidable whole moving through space, swallowing everything in its path. Now, man is about to enter. Everybody and welcome once again to Geek Fest Rants. My name is Carlos Perone, and today we are doing another toy review. Uh, we're going to look at a couple of pieces that I got a few months ago. Um, very classic uh, genre material. Uh, I'm talking about the Black Hole and Tron, the Diamond Select figurines or figures, action figures, if you want to call them, uh, that came out a few months ago. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the past of what kind of toys we had for those two lines in the past and how do these new ones compare uh they're great looking pieces uh from what i've seen uh, i really hope they go into the future with them with more of them uh, but let's take a really really close look at those two new lines you can collect them all you Batteries not included. Just get those wonderful toys. Details on specially marked packages at participating stores. Is that the six million dollar man's boss? It's Oscar Goldman. Why do you have that? That's worth a lot of money. That's much more valuable than Steve Austin. Action figures each sold separately. Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Some assembly required. All your favorite Star Wars heroes and villains. I have three of each. One to display, one to open, and one just in case. We're going to review a couple of toys that I recently got. I don't know if you can categorize them as toys. They're really very well-made uh, figures. They're super articulated, very large. So they're not exactly, you know, what I would consider, you know, the, the, the throwaway kind of kitty toy. These are somewhere between a super fantastic statue and an action figure. Somewhere in the middle. I know we talked about in the past uh, regarding like McFarland's, for example, and you know this, how realistic these things are. And as far as I'm concerned, this kind of falls under that realm in terms of man have these things gone so further than ever before in quality. The two uh, different sets that we're going to talk about today are Tron. The original Tron and the Black Hole. Now, we talked about these on different episodes and in different manners. Primarily, 
you know, reviewing the actual films and talking about that sort of thing. But we also attempted at some point, I remember, to talk about the, the, the toys. Because even though these were not blockbuster, you know, performing type of uh, films, uh, as a matter of fact, they were somewhat disappointing financially, I believe. First, you had The Black Hole, which, as you guys remember, uh, The Black Hole was Disney's answer to Star Wars. You know, when Star Wars came out, every studio said, we need to make our own Star Wars. Everybody said, dig through the files, dig dig through the properties. What do we own? You know, Paramount came up with Star Trek. Some other studios, you know, some of them went the, the, the television route and went, uh, you know, I think Universal, they went towards Battlestar Galactica. Well, Disney, who at the time had dabbled somewhat in the live action arena not just the animated arena but they've never gone this sci-fi-ish before disney used to be more like adventure films pirate films that kind of thing comedies you know that sort of thing light light entertainment but with sci-fi they chose to go a little darker a little more adventurous i guess you could say because it's science fiction well the first endeavor was the black hole and like I said, The Black Hole uh, was financially, I believe, disappointing. It didn't do the blockbuster, you know, dollars that they hoped it would make, like Star Wars did. Their toy line, which to this day I still look for them, included action figures, which I, you know, I still don't own any of them. I, I have been, like I said, I have been looking for them, but they're very expensive to find. With the movie they came out with, I believe a line of action figures and a line of larger size figures, dolls more like it, and I believe maybe one or two playsets. Also, super hard to find these days in the secondary market. But even the action figures, you know, everybody's favorites, everybody, the ones that everybody's looking for and that are rather expensive, are the main robots of the film. Your Maximilian, which is the red robot, the red bad guy robot. And your Vincent, you know, the little worker floating robot. Those are the ones that everybody's trying to always look for on eBay and all these different Facebook groups that I, I belong to. Because they're very innovative, very different. I mean, you could kind of say that some of these are the poor man's version of R2-D2. Yes, you could say that. Maximilian was a very threatening looking robot. But, you know, the design, the music, the presentation was way, way better than the movie itself. The movie just didn't quite make it, <laughs> if you will. It, it kind of felt, I remember, kind of like an Irving Allen disaster film. Because it's this whole thing that you know is going to culminate in what happens if the ship goes inside a black hole. And that's kind of, sort of, more or less... What happens in the film, even though the film takes this weird turn that I don't know if it's trying to be a little 2001-ish or a little too cerebral for its own good. Very ambiguous, confusing kind of ending. But anyway, the bottom line is that it's still a fun film. I watch it on Disney Plus now. It has all the Disney catalog. And it's still a fun film to watch because it still has that kind of feel, that 70s kind of feel to it. With a little infusion of modern special effects. Again, Star Wars was a very big influence because everybody's trying to do a Star Wars kind of film. 
But anyway, these particular toys that were put out by Diamond Select this time around focuses uh, both, like I said, on the Black Hole and on Tron. Tron, like I mentioned a while back, was a little more commercially successful, I guess you could say. A little more memorable, influential, you might could say. You know, uh, the, the film actually got a sequel, you know, many, many years later. I forget, I think it was around 2010 or something, uh, which I really enjoyed. I really liked that sequel. The original film is a little strange in terms of visually groundbreaking. We've never seen something like that. Trying to create what we think a video game world would look like by not really showing a video game, by showing an interpretation of what a video game would look like because even back then they didn't have the technology you know, to show you that in on film. So as you guys might remember, you know, the characters are shot in black and white and then they are kind of colorized to give them the the neonish kind of look to them, you know, to kind of create these effects. At the same time, they did come up with these computer-generated graphic, more like anim looking, but really they're probably more animation cells that are being shown to simulate, you know, what a computer-generated image would look like. So a lot of stuff like that was being done, which again, groundbreaking for the time. But the film, yes, did not set the world on fire. The film to this day is a little slow, a little monotonous, if you will. <laughs> You're kind of waiting for these set pieces to happen, to the, for these effects to happen, for these action sequences to happen, to really be blown away. But even though, you know, you had some pretty big stars, you know, you have Jeff Bridges, Bruce Boxliner, you know, not bad, but it's really the um, the effects and the the sci-fi element of it that really, really is what endures more than the storyline. The sequel, forget it. I absolutely love the sequel. I love the way how they did it. It continues with that story more or less, but it, I think it's a much better film. But anyway, toy-wise, once again, they were able to come up with a line of action figures. Somewhat innovative, you could say. You know, not your typical made action figure you know black hole had typical action figures if you will in terms of what they look like how they were manufactured with tron they went in a completely different direction and these are figures that were kind of translucent and had a certain tint to them so you had certain characters but there was also this aspect of trying them trying to create you know that glow that neonish hue that the film characters showed you know trying to replicate that on an action figure and and that's what they came up with which was Again, it's not super realistic, but it's very innovative. It's only, I, I think that's the only time I've ever seen them try something like that. I know they even had some of those light cycles they made, and I could have sworn, if I remember right, you could put a ripcord through them and pull on it, and the, the wheels would spin, and you could put the figure, and whoop, it would just zip through the, through the floor. So it was that technology, which really doesn't really exist anymore. People don't, don't do that a lot of, I guess, too many mechanical parts to make that thing, uh, you know, wind up. But then... Like the black hole, the black hole, that was it. That's the last and only time we actually saw anything pretty much related to the black hole as far as merchandising toys. I mean, every now and then you might catch something off the radar, like a, a t-shirt or maybe a button or something, but no major, major toys. Uh, with Tron, it was a little different. With Tron, I think longevity of the action figures maybe lasted a tiny bit longer, even though it, it just like the other ones, uh, they did not get a secondary, I believe they didn't get a secondary series or, you know, they didn't go beyond the initial one. However, many, many years later, I believe they recreated, you know, 
those original figures and they resold them and recarded them again similar to like reaction you know how they've uh, all of a sudden jumped on the market of the retro looking thing well I think it was even before these guys uh, that I forget what company it is that they redid them again. And it was more similar to the Hasbro retro collection because they also, I think they also even replicated the card. You know, I, I, they might have even used the same mold for all I know. I'm not sure. But yeah, those are still around. You can find those, you know, reproduced ones out there. And then at a certain other point, I think they created these more futuristic probably more cartoony animation looking figures like a continuation of what they thought you know the future of tron would be and they released some figures like that and again i think that that line also died pretty quick and then you had the movie the tron legacy film which you know had its own wave pretty pretty big wave of action figures not very long lasting because again the movie did not do as well as they thought it was going to do and that brings us to Last year, and I believe this year, when all of a sudden I started to see, not so much with the black hole, but with Tron, I started to see these, and maybe they're a little older than a year, but kind of like a Disney line. And I'm not sure if they were part of a video game or something where they had these Tron-looking figures with some Disney characters like Pluto or Mickey or something dressed up as kind of Tron-ish looking figures, much smaller. So they were selling them as packs. And again, I don't remember exactly what they were, it might have been associated with a video game, I'm not sure. But then I started to see Diamond Select. Okay, Diamond Select, that's a company, I'm, you know, I know that name, I've, I've heard that name before. They do a lot of, a lot of stuff. And they started packaging these Tron figures, which were looking really good, with a lot of accessories, and it's like, oh, that's interesting. And then I saw, in person, for the first time, at a Walgreen, out of all places in the world... These single-pack Tron figures, without the extra accessories, just a bare-bones figure, basically a character and, and, and a disc. The disc would be like the only accessory. And they sold three of them separately. So that's kind of what got me into these Tron figures. Now, with the black hole, I started seeing, again, pictures here or there. Once again, Diamond Select. Uh, these incredible-looking pictures. At first, I thought they were statues because they look so good on the pictures. But then I was able to really like dig a little deeper into, I think it might have been a toy show display or a toy show type of uh, presentation. It might have been last year's Toy Fair for all I know. I don't remember exactly where I saw it, but I'm pretty sure it was on YouTube where they were previewing these figures and they're amazing with a lot of accessories. No bare bones version of them. So I was like, wait a minute, these are fantastic. Forget me trying to find those original ones, you know, this is it. This is, this is what I need to get my hands on. And it's ironic that, you know, these two movies are so tied together. Not only because they're Disney, not only because they came out a couple years apart. One was basically the their next attempt. You know, first you had the Black Hole, then you had Tron. I think the Black Hole might have been 78 or 80. And then Tron was like 82, I think. So they, they were kind of close together uh, in how these things were released. And it was like, okay, well, let's try again. You know, we can't generate our own Star Wars, but let's try doing something different. You know, you can respect that. But what was also ironic and, and a little bit sad at the same time is that when they did make the Tron sequel, Tron Legacy, uh, the director of that movie, when the film was coming out and there was a lot of hype around that film, you know, the fact that Death Punk was going to do the music and which the music was fantastic. It was, it, was, it was just as important as anything in the film as far as I'm concerned. 
There was a buzz going around in some interviews that the director of the film was most likely possibly going to be remaking The Black Hole. That kind of went nowhere. In the film itself, I, I remember there's a clip where the the young kid is talking to his dad, Jeff Bridges, and in his room, you know, with all amongst all his toys, there is the poster of the black hole. So I don't know if that was a little kind of like a product placement or wishful thinking or or giving the fans a, a peek of what they thought was going to be coming next down the pike. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. But I could imagine this film, you know, somebody making it, you know, remaking it, rebooting it, re, you know, whatever. It's 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 a big enough subject that it could. It could be done in a modern fashion, you know. It's not the type of film that it's like, oh my god, it's such a perfect film, don't ruin it by remaking it. It wasn't really that great. It had some very iconic, cool set pieces, but overall, it just wasn't that great. It also had some pretty well-known actors. Uh, Anthony Perkins was there, Maximilian Schell, uh, Robert Forrester, Ernest Bornine, you know, out of all people. <laughs> <laughs> and some pretty well-known, you know, voiceover people too. But anyway, let's go over the first figure, and that is the Diamond Select version of the Maximilian robot. This is a, a much larger figure than I thought we were going to get. The figure, you can kind of say, is, is probably in proportion to the Tron figures. Uh, because if I remember the film correctly... When a human is standing next to Maximilian, he's not really head-to-head. Plus the fact that Maximilian can float up in the air. This is just an incredible, incredibly made robotic figure. And, I'm, you know, I'm, I'll show you some of these uh, aspects of it. You have the, the three arms that spring out of every side of his uh, shoulders. Which you can actually, if you straighten out the arms, if you actually take the time to straighten them out you can actually rotate them on its axis to select, you know, which you want to portray. So you can, you can actually, you know, uh, rotate these guys and pick which arm you want to stick out. Now, the trick to the arms is that they both have more or less like an elbow joint. So that's kind of cool. However... Only one of the three arms has a detachable, I guess you could call it hand, where you can substitute, for example, this one that I have right now, I have it set up so you have the blades. You can see the blades. The other arm, same thing. You have the blades on the arm. Uh, however, I could remove the blades and substitute them with, and I'll show you. I'm going to remove the blades. I'm going to substitute the blades with what resembles rotating blades so you can put those there so now it looks kind of like he's coming at you and the blades are rotating like it did in the movie when he gets all angry and stuff so that's kind of neat that's a cool little feature it comes with two of these rotating blades it comes with two of these open blades if you will the other option that you have with him is that you can also substitute the blades with the closed uh, claw, which is, uh, I'm not entirely sure if the closed claw is basically the blades just pointing straight out as a claw. It's possible. I don't remember exactly. But that's another option that you have. And it also comes with 
which I have to watch the movie again to kind of find exactly what it is. But these uh, almost like lightning, uh, like electrical uh, discharges that you can attach to the arms so that as if he's having like some kind of an electrical discharge coming. It's almost like the Emperor Sith Lightning. <laughs> if you remember the, a lot of these modern Emperor figures from Return of the Jedi that comes with the Sith Lightning, that's that's kind of what it looks like if you really, really want to get uh, picky about it. That's, that's more or less what this looks like. So, like I said, it comes with two of everything. And it also comes, you know, um, with a base that you can kind of see here. Um attaches to the to, to, to the table and then there's a long uh, tube that attaches to the bottom of the robot this way you can keep him you know straight up because he is kind of bulky and heavy if you really think of it, you know compared to anything else and this keeps him kind of floating up in the air the legs are somewhat articulated they can kind of go up and down a little bit just a little bit and you have these flaps also that are somewhat poseable so that's another cool you know, little extra feature that comes in very handy. Now, the last accessory that attaches to the actual robot is something that is really kind of weird and creepy. And I'm going to show you what it is. If you remember the movie, at the end of the movie, where the movie gets really weird, we see that the, the doctor, <laughs> the mad scientist uh, that created Maximilian, he is somehow rescued by Maximilian and his, I believe it is assumed that his body is somewhat chopped up, maybe the legs or maybe the arms, so that all that's left is kind of like his torso and his head. And the robot absorbs him and keeps him inside of himself as they're going to this other world of whatever the hell it is that they're going to. And when you look at the robot's head, you can see through the visor, this visor that you see right here, that inside is the mad scientist's head is inside you can actually see his eyes through the visor and that is what they gave us with this additional accessory head so let me show you what it looks like if you if you actually put it on and you switch the heads you can take out that head and put in the crazy robot with the crazy doctor head now i don't know if you could see it and i'm gonna try to show you if i can get a little closer to it but in there, you can actually see his eyes, which is really, really creepy. Now, I prefer to display him without the eyes because it's just a little too weird, uh, you know, to have those eyes staring at you all the time. I like to put, you know, the original head back. But, I mean, you could extend the head a little bit if you want to make him taller. And again, I don't remember in the movie if that's one of the things the robot does, but... Normally, I would just have them down like this. And like I said, you can adjust the accessories. You can switch things around a lot of, you know, as much as possible. It's completely up to you how to rearrange, you know, all the different pieces. Um, the back, again, the detail is fantastic. It does have certain weathering that they apply to it themselves, which is cool because a lot of times... You know, they don't even bother with that sort of thing. They give you the, the you know, fresh out of the factory look. But this one, no. This one, they went as far as to give you some weathering. But uh, this is a fantastic figure. Now, there's two more things that comes with this figure. And what it also comes in the package is this uh, wall kind of piece. And this 
background, you know, electronics kind of piece display. And what you do is you put this here and here. You attach these two together. And this connects to another piece that I'm going to show you in a few minutes to create a display area. Now the display area really is for the other set of figures, not this one, because this one is too big. That bottom round piece, as you can see, is it's pretty large. And what I'm going to show you in a few minutes is the other piece that you can marry to this uh, base to create a display piece for the other two robots. All right, now the second set for the black hole is basically a pair of robots. You have Vincent and Bob. Obviously, uh, Vincent and Bob. Once again, these are in perfect proportion to the larger robot, the Maximilian. These particular robots come with their own different display bases to be in order to be able to prop them up. Because again, remember, these are always flying around. Now, just like Maximilian, these robots are full, full, jam-packed full of movable pieces and removable and replaceable accessories. All of these pieces that you see, the, these bottom flying pieces, they come right off. They could be substituted with shorter ones like this so that, uh, you know, they don't stick out as much as that. So they, it's, it's kind of like, you know, um, uh, all the way inside the, the, the leg cavity, if you will. You can have that, you know, set up. These claws from the front and from the sides, you can take them off and substitute them with claws that are retracted. So you have much smaller ones that can pop right in there. Or you can even have the type that are just sticking to the side, not coming out at all, just kind of closing that little hole there. These front sections here, uh, where you have these little red doors, you can substitute them with these which are the, I believe they're like laser bolts. That's how these little guys are able to shoot. This also is another accessory. I'm not exactly sure. I, have to, I would have to uh, check on the movie again. It might be some kind of key device or something similar to it, like an R2-D2 type of key device that you can actually, I believe, pop it in here. You know, for an additional <laughs> device that comes out of the, of the robot. Uh, the head is really cool because you can lower the head all the way. You know, I remember when he's like nervous or something and he's scared, he lowers the head all the way down. Or you can even open it beyond the regular height. So you could actually see his head. Now, I forget again which scene it was, but I think he kind of like, I don't know if he gets electrocuted or he gets scared or something. So the head pops up even higher than normal which is really, really cool. I mean, this figure is just simply amazing. You know, the detail that, that went into making this thing. And, and like I said, all these replaceable parts that you have, they're just incredible. Like, you know, how much you can, how much you can customize this thing, uh, you know, which in, 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 in meaning in how you want to display it. There's so many different ways of displaying them that it's just incredible, you know, how much you could do with them. The Bob one, which is the, the, the beat-up version. I mean, look at this. It, it's got so much damage everywhere. The head on this one really doesn't pop up. It just rotates because I guess he's so damaged. Uh, but uh, a lot of these pieces are also removable, like we said, uh, you know, with the other one. And uh, you can you can substitute, you know, some of these replaceable pieces. 
Now, what's really, really interesting about both of these is the stance. Now, I wasn't very familiar, you know, with Diamond Select stands. And I don't know if this is just a normal thing that they include in some of their particular, you know, pieces that they sell or not. I don't know. But so they come with these uh, clear stands that you could see right here um, that you can actually add extra pieces to them if you want them to be floating higher up um, and and every joint that is removable you can remove all these joints to make them bigger or smaller and they each have a little screw a little phillips screw and that's something that i had to kind of get used to and figure out exactly how they work because you know you don't want to force these once these things are locked in place you don't really want to force them so for their particular purposes you know I, I made them only this high so they only float about that high the higher you make them you know with these clear rods the, the more unstable that they could become I, I i assume the the higher rod selections uh, might be more for a larger kind of figure but theoretically you could go a little higher with this if you want them float you know maybe as high as maximilian's head is you could uh, you know adjust more rods to make them high you know fly a little higher now the other accessory just like with maximilian that comes with these guys is a two-piece floor and rail and let me show you what the floor and rail looks like this is the floor and the rail these come in two separate pieces that you attach the rail to the floor and then you take the other piece from the maximilian figure the one that came with maximilian and you attach it to that floor and now you have a fully displayable floor area where you can mount both of these smaller robots and have them floating behind what looks like to be a set piece from the movie. Those colors, those dark reds are there. Everything is there. And yeah, this, this really looks nice. So then you can display this alongside your first or our first uh, assembled purchase which is the maximilian robot and that gives you a nice little you know dual set of figures i mean i could not be any happier with these now what's the future of this line who knows the only hint that i have that there might be a future to this line is these little pieces that also come with the base the floor piece these little pieces actually attach to the bottom of the base so that you can have them sticking out the side in case you want to connect them to another floor piece. Now, granted, yes, you can buy more than one of these pieces, you know, to create, to have more robots. But my hope and, and my logic, hopefully, is that their plan might be to expand this line. If these sell enough, I guess it's possible that they could make more, make other characters. Personally, I would love to see more robots. I would love to see some of the uh, the, the soldier robots, the, the sharpshooter robots, uh, the uh, the weird uh, cyborgs. You know, all those other characters. You know, I really rather not see humans, to tell you the truth, because traditionally, people can make really good-looking robots or creatures, but when it comes to the humans, they kind of sometimes they kind of fall apart sometimes. The detail. Now, granted, the Tron ones are pretty good, but yeah, I, I would love to see more characters, you know, from this line. 
All right, so now you have the Tron figures, the ones I talked about earlier. Uh, once again, these are the Walgreen version. These are not the extra accessory version. The extra accessory versions come with, I think it comes with different hands or different discs that have actual like light, like projectile light bouncing off the disc. So it looks like it's the disc might be getting hit by something and something is bouncing off of them. So they do come with a couple of little extra knickknacks here or there. But for my purpose, when I first saw these, actually, when I first saw one of them, I guess it was the, might have been the Sark figure. That's when I was like, oh, I got to get this right now, right away. Uh, like I mentioned before, I've been hunting Tron for a while now. I have a set of the original Tron figures, but you got to remember, like I mentioned before, the, the original Tron figures were not realistic. They were completely different. There are these um, translucent, you know, three and three quarter inch size. These are, I don't know, maybe seven inches, maybe a little taller. And, and they match, you know, the colors of, of the actual film, of what they look like in the movie, more or less. <laughs> Sark is fantastic. He's got the red glow. He's the bad guy. The bad guys usually have the red glow. Super articulated, very poseable. His likeness, just the head alone. Again, remember, you're dealing with just the head. That's David Warner. That is his face. It's amazing how good it looks. Your Flynn figure, which it's a little different than your Tron figure, basically because of the... Uh, the, the little kind of half shirt that he's wearing. Uh, that's the Jeff Bridges character. Uh, looks a little bit like Jeff Bridges, I would say. Just a little bit. Again, very poseable. Very lifelike. That particular figure was the last one I was able to get. I could not find them no matter where I went. I actually had a friend of mine send me one from up north uh, that he found one in a Walgreen. Uh, and to this day, when I go to Walgreen and I see these, I, I, I have yet to see a, a Flynn figure. Then the one over here is your Tron figure. That's the Bruce uh, Boxleitner character. Uh, he's in full Flint mode. Um, this is basically how they come. Now, with the Flynn one, I believe there's also a different version of this one where the instead of the blue, it's more of a reddish kind of color. And again, I don't remember. There was something in the movie where he kind of switches colors or something, or maybe he's e a little evil for five minutes or something. I don't remember exactly. But there is a variant out there. Uh, I honestly... I'm not sure if I have the harder to find or the easier to find. As far as I'm concerned, it's the harder to find because I've yet to find any of them. Like I said, I ended up getting them from completely a different location. This is a, uh, again, another series that, yes, I saw the, the, the ones that are a little more expensive. I mean, these were, I think if I remember right, these might have been about $17 a piece as opposed to the the more expensive ones that are probably in, I guess, $29 or $25, something like that, that come with the extra accessories. As far as I'm concerned, no big deal. I don't really care. No special bases. And that's another thing, you know, the basic base that you see here is just enough for them to stand on. That's one of the things, I guess, you know, if I have any uh, complaint about the, uh, the the way these were manufactured, the, the foot joint, the foot peg really is super loose on the stand. So I had to put a little bit of paper there to kind of make it a little tighter. The discs that are holding, which you can attach to the back. There is a hole in the back of them, of the figure where you can actually attach the disc if you don't want them holding the disc. But the disc, when they're holding it in the manner that they're holding it right now, very flimsy. The hand does not grip the disc hard enough. So I could, you know, easily knock down these by just pushing this table just a tiny little bit. It would fall right off. But with that said, as you can see, there's some very good, you know, action 
ish poses that you can do with these. Now, what's the future of this line? No clue. I do not know if they would even want to expand this line. I don't know how successful it was. The fact that they could afford or they could venture to create two versions of these is really unusual for me that in terms of that, wow, does that help them or does that hurt them? You know, do you dilute the line by creating a cheaper version, a more affordable version? I don't know. I mean, that, again, that's how I bought them. So, you know, I'm all for it. Would they want to create more characters? Yeah, there's more Tron character, you know, not necessarily human characters from the real world, but from the Tron world. Yeah, there were another, there were a couple of other characters they could have created. So that's a possibility. You never know. You had the uh, the, the red guards. I remember those are like the really bad guy red guards, beef bulky. There's the female lead. I forget her name. There's the old scientist doctor, whatever the guy with the beard. That's another possible one. Ram, Ram. If you remember Ram, there was a character of Ram. I think. You know, a younger one. I think his name was Ram. You know, so yeah, they 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 could make a couple more. And again, with the accessories, I'm, I think I don't remember exactly. You know how many accessories it came with, but there was that little ball that talked. I wonder if that's part of the accessories. And man, they could really make a motorcycle. Can you imagine a motor, a light cycle that is compatible with these figures? Oh my God, that would be so awesome. It would be just super awesome. Don't know if this will ever work out. You know, with, with with these toys, just like we talked about, you know, the McFarlane lines, with these toys, you know, they put out something and they hope that people get into them. If they get into them, then they consider making more, you know, Wave 2, Wave 3, Series 1, Series 2, you know, that kind of stuff. So I honestly don't know what the future, you know, of this line is. You know, are they looking to go another one? I would love, I would love to have another set of these, another three characters. You know, it'd be great. Just like the Black Hole, it would be great to have more of these. But, you know, who knows, you know, what direction they want to go with these. So, once again, I hope you guys enjoyed this little toy review uh, that we did today. This is a, a, a company that I really never kind of jumped into. You know, I talked about McFarlane's, I talked about Kenner a lot, I talked about Hasbro a lot, but I never really, really took a deep, you know, dive into this particular world of uh, of toys. And man, it's just amazing, you know, the work that they can do these days with these pretty much obscure lines because, uh, you know, these are lines that they're made for us. They're made for people that grew up in the 70s and the 80s because... Again, most kids these days, you tell them Black Hole and Tron, and they're like, what? You know, they might know a little bit of Tron from Tron Legacy, but th this is all based on the original stuff. So that's another possibility. They could make some Legacy uh, characters, too. You can have an older and a younger uh, Jeff Bridges character. That'd be cool. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed today's reviews. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. We took a really deep dive into this new line of Diamond Select Black Hole and Tron figures uh, that I really, really like. I really hope they go forward with this line and expand on them a little more, like I mentioned during our talk. Um, it is such a big difference between the original toys they put out, even the, the re- creation toys that they put out for Tron and the new lines they put out. Uh, what a difference when you apply these new modern, what I would call McFarlane kind of quality to these toys. The accessories are great. 
especially the ones that I got, not the ones that I wasn't able to get, you know, from the secondary line. Um, but for the black hole, um, it is really a giant leap forward because we went from the original, you know, line all the way to this. There was no like in between to kind of see the progression of the toys. So as far as I'm concerned, these are great and I highly recommend them. So thank you everybody for watching our show and we'll see you next time here at GeekFest Rants. Bye-bye everybody. It happens inside the computer in a dimension man has never seen. Kevin Flynn, computer genius, is programmed into the world of the computer. prisoner in an electronic arena where love and escape do not compute. Tron, an adventure inside the computer. Rated PG. Coming soon to a theater near you. If you would like to subscribe to our show, send us messages, or see video links to some of the topics we talked about today, please visit our homepage at geekfestrants.com or our YouTube channel, Facebook page, or iTunes at geekfestrants. I don't know what we're yelling about! GeekFest Rants is produced by Carlos Perone, copyright 2020. <laughs>